I would have a brandy sister with water and I would look into it and see things. I would see the spirit guides and I would see other people's spirit guides and they would speak to me and I would see them. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, who found answers, and a real God. And today, we're going to talk about if witchcraft is just maybe some harmless, superstitious practice, or if there's something really dangerous about opening up the door to the spirits involved in witchcraft, specifically Santeria witchcraft. Now, today on our show, we're going to have Mara Cruz Lands, who practiced Santeria, and she became a medium. What is a medium? It's a person who is known to make contact with the world of spirits. She's going to tell us what she discovered as being a witch and why she's no longer one. Mara, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Mara, this for sure is a very interesting testimony. So thank you so much for you know coming and sharing with us. I have so many questions. Tell me, I understand one of your first experiences with the power of witchcraft was playing with a Ouija board. What happened? Well, a friend brought the Ouija board. There was a few of us together, and the Ouija board started moving by itself. There was nobody else there touching it, and it was a little scary, but from there, I got involved in having my tarot cards read, and this lady told me my fortune, but I had already had a rough childhood, a lot of verbal abuse and physical abuse. But it all goes back to when my great-grandmother was a medium. She was a very renowned spiritist medium. And people would line up at her front door at 5.30 in the morning to be first in line to see her. My father told me that because he lived with her for a time. When my mother was pregnant with me, she traveled from Cuba to the U.S., She laid hands on my mother's belly and said that I was going to carry on with her power. Wow. What's amazing is that my parents were very poor. My dad was a waiter. My mom was a seamstress. We lived in the project when I was little. But my parents somehow put me in a Christian day school. From age three to age six, I went to the school. My parents didn't go to church. But during that time, I heard the Bible stories. I asked Jesus into my heart when I was five years old. I didn't really understand, but I knew I loved Jesus. I would (laughs) say, oh, Lord, and he was my everything. The best time of my life was during those early years. So then my parents at age six, they take me out of that school and put me in public school. After that, I was molested by a teenager. So from there, my life just spiraled out of control. A lot of insecurities and fears. I would see things in the dark and I would be very fearful. I believe that's where the enemy comes in many times with a child through fear. But as far as the occult, that was already in my bloodline. It was a curse that I was born with. But I believe God in his sovereignty allowed for me to go to this Christian day school to hear about him, to know who he was. 
But like I said, at six, I was taken out of there. You know, I was very misunderstood by my family. I didn't understand why I was treated the way I was being treated. Next thing I know, I was being married. I had a son at 17. When I was 18, I got divorced because my husband beat me. He severely beat me. He would leave for weeks. Then one day he comes in. I was eight months pregnant and he gets an extension cord, wraps it around my neck and he's hanging me. And I'm seeing my life flash before me. And all I could say was Jesus. I said Jesus three times. On the third time that I said Jesus, this man lets go, falls to his knees and runs out of the place like he had seen a ghost. I didn't understand what was going on. But at 18, I finally got divorced, and my mom took me to this lady. She was a santera, the priestess in Santeria. Mm. She said that she wanted to prepare me to become a santera. So I go through the whole ritual process, but before they can finalize it, something happened that they couldn't finish it. And I believe it was God. So it stopped. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is extreme. Sounds like that curse put upon your life to become a medium came true. Like you're already dedicated to those spirits at a young age. I mean, was it your parents' desire for you to specifically get into Centuria? I don't even know if it was my parents' desire. I know that my mom said that I looked very lost. I looked like I was walking in the clouds, that I had no direction. So she felt that by me going to this lady, I would receive some direction. My mom was very superstitious, so she felt that it was going to help me. I don't believe because my mom was the most loving, sweetest, gentle person you could ever imagine. Hmm. So I understand that before you got into Centuria, you first got into the New Age movement to find out your future as your mother was directing you. Well, I left that place. I never went back. I had a really bad feeling about it. And I didn't understand it, but I did still get deeper into the New Age movement. I would chart horoscopes. I started doing readings myself. Oh my gosh. I would have a brandy sifter with water and I would look into it and see things. I would see the spirit guides and I would see other people's spirit guides, which I know now are demons manifesting as a familiar spirit. But at the time, I didn't know. And they would speak to me and I would see them. They would be like transparent, but you could see them. Wow. So you were seeing these spirits. Oh my gosh. Tell me, was your life getting better in any way as you're doing this? At that time, I was very depressed. It was a very dark, dark period in my life. I had married again, and my husband at the time died three months after we got married. And he tried to take me to church. When he died, I actually got deeper into the occult. Mm. It was one heartache, one situation after another that actually took me deeper into this darkness. Back then, I got involved in drugs. Then later on, I got involved with alcohol. Oh my gosh. Wow. That doesn't sound so good. What would you tell someone what a spirit guide is if they don't know what that even is? Okay. What I saw as spirit guides, they were familiar spirits or demonic spirits that transformed into a human-like form, either an Indian or a gypsy or an Arab. They took on different forms. They would speak to me and tell me different things. Oh, man, that is crazy. I mean, you're like getting guidance from these spirits that were actually demons. Mara, I want to have you on our next show because I want to hear more on what you discovered as you're really getting into this. Thank you for having me. Hang on. Let's talk a little bit more about what the Bible says about all of this after the break. 
Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. We can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back, where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Now, there was a time where in America, most people thought of witchcraft as something that's just fables and that there's no real power. It's just some like thing where people are sacrificing to something out there. But are they just fables and superstition? Ancient scripture seems to acknowledge witchcraft, but further warns us of it. It is written in Leviticus 19.31. Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Now, why would the Bible warn us of mediums and familiar spirits? It's almost as if there is something real, but it's bad for us. Because if witchcraft was just some pagan superstition, then ancient writings would have never have needed to warn us about those things in the first place. Well, I myself have had a personal experience with a medium or specifically a witch. Let me explain. A long time ago, when I did my first evangelistic gospel crusade campaign in Kakamega, Kenya, I remember this one time where I decided to leave my area behind the stage. Now, I was the evangelist. I was a preacher. I went out to the crowd. I started greeting people, shaking people's hands, just hugging people, just loving on them. And there's this one woman, an older woman, and she was looking at me. And I kind of naively approached her. I held out my hand to greet her. Now she grabbed that hand. She started shaking it violently. And she was making this sound like, and I'm just like, whoa, what, what is this? And in that moment, I had a strange feeling like time kind of stopped. And I felt this wind on my left and on my right. It didn't pass through me, but it was clearly around me. Suddenly, one of the pastors yanked me away from this experience, and he said, Man of God, that's how they talk in Africa. They said, That woman is one of the town witches, and she's cursing you. I was like, Weird. I have never been cursed like that before. Now, honestly, I felt at that time that it was just a bunch of superstition. So I wasn't really thinking anything bad was going to happen. Well, if you're wondering if something did happen, something did. But not to me. It happened to her. Two weeks later, that woman, along with 13 other witches, died in the same area of natural causes. Now, I couldn't wrap my brain around it. But I remember that experience I had when she was cursing me. And as I prayed about it, I had sorrow for the woman's death. Because as an evangelist, we want people to be saved and delivered from darkness, not, you know, to get the consequences of it. But the Lord showed me how when they were cursing me to die, that something real was happening. But God did not allow those demons to affect me and it kind of bounced back and affected them. Truly, it brings the scripture you know, to life in 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. A lot of you already know this, 
Now, I hope you're blessed by this testimony of hearing that. But in our culture today, we are, you know, entertaining and glorifying witchcraft and supernatural powers on TV and movies, not realizing that we're glorifying something that is dangerous for our souls. Numerous times in scripture, it is written for us as believers to abstain from these types of things and to not engage with any who do it. Yet it is infiltrating our media and our world. Guys, it's time to do something about this. I mean, look at this. We should not be engaging in this. Mara Cruz, she got some internal damage as you're hearing about this in her soul. And I'm telling you, if this is you, Jesus has the power to make you clean, to purify you. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you and I'm praying for the person who has maybe entertained these things, gone to see mediums, has participated in witchcraft. And maybe they thought, well, it's just like a culture. It's just a tradition. It was just something fun to do. It was harmless. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would cleanse us from that, from these spirits that have defiled us. And we rebuke those things in Jesus' mighty name out of our lives. And Lord Jesus, we receive you. For someone who's never received you, Jesus, we receive you right now into our hearts and into our lives in Jesus' mighty name. So how about giving God a try and see what changes come about in your life? I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningDonations.com. That's AwakeningDonations.com. See you next time.